every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. We are excited today. Jim, why are Yay! we excited? Because we're going to talk about procrastination. We are. We're excited <laughs> about talking about it because we're all very good at it. And we did actually start working on it today, right? We did. Okay. We did. So we were a little bit ahead of the curve. And it's boot camp. Eve, 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 Eve. Not five just five. Eve, Eve, Five Eves, right? So in five fast, days, yeah. five days we have boot camp. Seriously, five days we have okay boot camp. So this is a show on you. energy. Why don't Absolutely. we do a show on energy? You guys can show that. <laughs> well, actually, we changed it, and you'll see why a little bit later to carpe diem. Yep. Or I wanted to do a Latin pun. You don't get to do that very often. Carpe deum. So we can seize the day or seize God. And at boot camp, we get to do both. Which is awesome. It was awesome. I'm excited for this next week. It's going to be so much fun. You know, we. Uh, as many of them that we've done, I think we're we've got to be close to a total of about twenty. I yeah, I think somewhere in there, maybe a little over. And you'd think we'd count it up, but we haven't bothered to do that yet. No, it, it's uh, <laughs> but you know, as much as you think you know what to expect, you it's don't know al- what to expect. It's always different. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. So, uh, boot camp week. Traditionally, we see a couple things going on. Andy, now it's one of the things that, that guys are facing as, as boot camp come is coming up. Right. So the the first thing that I think is is it's pretty obvious. It's it's the attacks on both the campers who's coming and actually uh, just the group that's leading it. Just the attacks because the devil's going to do the enemy's going to do it whatever he can to break up whatever God wants to do. However God wants to to go after somebody's heart, whatever God wants to do to speak to that individual, whether it's through, you know, the staff or whether it's him directly, he's going to do whatever. So there's two ways he can do that. And this is kind of the gist of the show. He can do whatever he can to break up the communication that's going out. And and the way he does that, you know, is attack the staff. But then he also does whatever he can to keep the campers from coming, uh, you know, just the men from coming by getting to keep putting off well i'll go the next time i'll go the next time that's what i did i think it took me about a year to go to where i just felt comfortable well i didn't really feel comfortable but i finally did i said like i need this so a lot of people put things off so that's kind of the gist of the the the, uh show um jim last week mentioned you know procrastination because you know we're right up to the end of it and people are still trying to decide whether to go or not but then also just the spiritual side of it as well yeah, it's uh, the enemy doesn't know what God's going to do, right? He doesn't have the same powers as God, right. right? So he doesn't know what God's going to do, but he does know God's going to do something, and that scares him. And so he's going to do anything he can to try to get people to keep people from coming. And so whether you really think about spiritual warfare on a daily basis or you don't, it's happening all the time. Yes, you know, it is. Yep. Disruption, you know, the enemy's coming in and, and with miscommunication or – all those kinds of things. It, it's a part of daily life that we just accept as normal. Yep. But it does seem to get ramped up as we get closer to boot camp. 
you know, things right. get a little bit more going on. So, Andy, you want to set up our first clip? Yeah, I think it leads in well. Um, it's from the Two Towers, uh, the Lord of the Rings uh, movie, with uh, uh, Gandalf White and um, Aragorn are talking with Theoden, and they're trying to convince him that he really needs to to battle to win this, to to get this victory over the enemy. And Theoden is like a lot of us; he doesn't really want to fight. He wants to, you know, preserve or have a safe uh, life for his people. And basically, the the you know one of the best lines is at the very end of it. Go ahead and play it. This is but a taste of the terror that Saruman will unleash. All the more potent for he is driven now by fear of Sauron. Ride out and meet him head on. Draw him away from your women and children. You must fight. You have 2,000 good men riding north as we speak. Aemir is loyal to you. His men will return and fight for their king. It will be 300 leagues from here by now. Aemir cannot help us. I know what it is you want of me, but I will not bring further death to my people. I will not risk open war. Open war is upon you, whether you would risk it or not. Yeah, one of the the best, obviously the best uh, clips, the the best sayings is that that uh, part of open war is upon you. So, guys, what does open war look like for people right now? So, if if we're going to bring it up, what's that really look like, you know, in our lives or people you might know? Or what, what should people be looking for to say, oh, that's what warfare is? Well, like I was thinking about a minute ago is the warfare we went through. Now, for the last booth camp, both Sam and I missed it. For me, I was taken out by a cruise because that's one of my idols, and my wife and I were out on a cruise. <laughs> Sam, being the tougher man, was taken out by major issues there. Yeah, I was taken out by not exercising. <laughs> <laughs> it tried to think that I could run and uh, having both my hamstrings pulled. Uh, but, you know, that's not – those things happen. You know, uh, Jim, who's in the room with us, and you may hear from a lot of different people today. We may kind of switch it up a little bit, and we may or may not. You may just hear from the four of us here at the table right now. But, um, you know, Jim was almost taken out completely from boot camp because his wife had a wreck, you know, two days before boot camp. You know, a pretty significant wreck in her car. And so, you know, there's there's the big things, right? And we can kind of see those, and sometimes we can look at those and go, oh, that's warfare, but what's all those little mites and those little bites and those little things that come at you that you don't really see those inconveniences that are warfare? And those are what I usually have thrown at me are the little things that add up. It's death by a thousand cuts rather than the massive blow to the heart. And at least in my case, I think the devil knows that that's what gets me worse. If I get... If I had my hand, well, I had my toe chopped off a week before the previous boot camp. I saw that as warfare, so there's no way I was going to let that stop me. But, you know, traffic ticket, this, that, the other little thing, and a bunch of those together is much more likely to take me out. I think self-doubt. I know for me, I didn't want to go. By any stretch of the imagination, did I want to be there? (laughs) But... um, then I started doubting just myself that whole week. You know, I didn't really want to face some of the issues I knew that would probably more than likely come up. Um, and I think that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, some of the stuff that, you know, I'm not necessarily that we're going to talk about at boot camp, but some of the stuff that you're going to be forced to probably look inside yourself, that can be tough for some people to deal with. And 
I think that's definitely something that the enemy uses and really draws out of you and preys on you is that fear and that doubt. Um, mm-hmm. And you get thinking about it and it's tough. Yeah, you don't know what's going to be required of you. Exactly. You know, and, and I want to rephrase something you said. Everybody struggles with it. Right. At one time or another, at one point or another, you get to that one where you go, ooh, this one hurts. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this one's dug in pretty deep. This is going to be hard to get extracted. You know, and it is a little bit tough on that. Andy, what's some of the things that you kind of come at from a uh, warfare that you don't necessarily see as warfare? So I'm going to attack for to attack this from two aspects. The first one would be like when before I when I came and I'd never been. I was like, I don't know those guys. You know, just kind of that fear of the unknown. You know, what are they going to do or what's going to be the topic? And then part of it is self preservation. I want I'm a, I'm sick and tired of being this way, but yet not enough to go and do something about it. But then those things break through and you see the value in it. Um, I guess the other thing is in some of the boot camps, as I began to speak or get more involved, it was like attacks from work uh, were a big one, calls from family members that would just take you out because they were very confrontational and you had to keep, you know, your focus on that, um, on, on, on what the task ahead and what God wanted to do. Also, just, um, you know, just any kind of uh, distraction from the norm, the news, sports, whatever. There's a lot of different things, and you have to be prepared and you have to be ready uh, before you enter in. You know, and busyness is such a big one. For you know, for me, I, I share something I'm not necessarily excited about, but you know, I was I was gone this last weekend, and I got a call from somebody who was watching my dog. It said there's a whole bunch of bugs in the dog food. I mean, I keep a clean house, you know. I mean, I really do. I mean, I clean every night. As far as like wiping down counters and everything. And so I get home and I don't see any bugs. And I'm like, yeah, that was weird. And then the next day there's bugs in the dog food. And I'm like, oh, no. So now I got to get an exterminator out there, which means I got to pull everything out of my cabinets, which means I got to do all this stuff and, you know, get it all prepped. And I'm looking at that and I'm not really bothered by the fact as much that it has to happen. It's just all the time because I'm trying to prepare for boot camp. You know, I got a couple talks that I'm going to do. I'm excited about them. And, that's just two full nights of getting ready just for this guy to come spray and then a day to clean, you know, type of thing. Did you seize that day? I'm hoping to, and we need to get to that clip real quick. Um, Andy, do you want to go ahead and set up this clip? Sure. So uh, this is more with a focus on procrastination, just looking for a clip, and this just hit home. It, it really meant, is about seizing the day, taking uh, the lead and getting um, – change or whatever in your life or really understanding what you're created for this is robin williams uh he's john keating in the movie he's um basically got these students these prep students and he's just kind of encouraging them to to seize the day it's from dead poet society thanks now mr pitts it's a rather unfortunate name mr pitts where are you mr pitts you open your hymnal to page 542. Read the first stanza of the poem you find there. So the virgins to make much of time? Yes. The one. Somewhat appropriate, isn't it? <laughs> Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. Old time is still a-flying. And this same flower that smiles today, tomorrow will be dying. Thank you, Mr. Pitts. Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. Latin term for that sentiment is carpe diem. 
Who knows what that means? Carpe diem. That sees the day. Very good, Mr. Meeks. Meeks. Another unusual name. Seize the day. Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. Why does the writer use these, these lines? Because he's in a hurry. No. Ding. Thank you for playing anyway. Because we are food for worms, lads. Because believe it or not, each and every one of us in this room is one day going to stop breathing, turn cold, and die. I'd like you to step forward over here. Well, we're going to come back and we're going to pick up where we left off on that clip because I didn't time it well. But it, <laughs> it, uh, we, you do have Did time. you wait too long? Was I did. Well, I procrastinated. <laughs> yeah, how ironic. But don't procrastinate. Go out and register for boot camp. It's five days away. MasculineJourneyRadio.org now. Go register now. MasculineJourneyRadio.org now. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought it was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend. What a gift. $199 Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. My son turned in just the other day He said, thanks for the ball, Dad, come on, let's play Can you teach me to throw? I said, not today, I got a lot to do He said, that's okay And then he walked away, but his smile never did And said, I'm gonna be like him Yeah, you know I'm gonna be like him And the cat's in the cradle and the sea's well, Jim, this is uh, uh, this is one of those songs that if you're a dad, it just kind of hits you at your core. And I said uh, when I suggested it, I said that I don't know if I can talk after that because it usually breaks me down. And if you know, I've, my kids are forty plus now, but it still is that way. If we don't jump into doing what we need in the moment then we miss it. And far more people have regrets about what they didn't do than what they did in their lives. Yeah, that, that particular song is just all about procrastination. Right, I'll get to it, you know, the next week or the next time, and, and then it's gone. Yeah, right? there's a little too much identification there. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I want to go back and, and go ahead and start the clip back over that we just started. We have three clips to get in this, this segment of the show, and we will. Um, but I want to go back and play the Robin Williams because it is about seizing the day. And the clip's good enough that I think we should hear it in its entirety. So if you heard a little bit of it before, that was just to kind of warm you up. <laughs> so you can really hear it this time. So here we go. We're going to listen to it as he's talking to a group of young men who's you know getting ready to go get into life experiences here in the next few years, saying you got a chance to go do something great. Now, Mr. Pitts. 
rather unfortunate name. Mr. Pitts. Where are you? Mr. Pitts, will you open your hymnal to page 542? Read the first stanza of the poem you find there. Do the versions to make much of time? Yes. One. Somewhat appropriate, isn't it? Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. Old time is still a-flying. And this same flower that smiles today, tomorrow will be dying. Thank you, Mr. Pitts. Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. Latin term for that sentiment is carpe diem. Now, who knows what that means? Carpe diem. That sees the day. Very good, Mr. Meeks. Meeks. Another unusual name. Seize the day. Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. Why does the writer use these, these lines? Because he's in a hurry. No. Ding. Thank you for playing anyway. Because we are food for worms, lads. Because believe it or not, each and every one of us in this room is one day going to stop breathing, turn cold, and die. I'd like you to step forward over here and peruse some of the faces from the past. You've walked past them many times. I don't think you've really looked at them. They're not that different from you, are they? Same haircuts, full of hormones, just like you. Invincible, just like you feel. The world is their oyster. They believe they're destined for great things, just like many of you. Their eyes are full of hope, just like you. Did they wait until it was too late to make from their lives even one iota of what they were capable? Because you see, gentlemen, these boys are now fertilizing daffodils. But if you listen real close, you can hear them whisper their legacy to you. Go on, lean in. Listen. You hear it? This is a good clip. I, I I liked it. I don't know about you guys. You're all kind of sleeping on me here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's definitely a good clip. Um, and it really made me start thinking. Um, and I've thought about this several times since since the boot camp, um, which was my first boot camp. Um, but I I get kind of chills when I think about like, what if I had died before I got a chance to go to boot camp? Because mm-hmm. You know, and I put myself in a lot of situations. That's very possible. You know, I wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I wasn't saved, uh, and I was staunchly open about that. So, um, you, we just never know when our time's up, and mm-hmm. that's scary to think about sometimes. And it's kind of morbid to think about sometimes if you aren't, you know, saved. You know, um, and you just never want to, you know. Just if you had if you had any realization if you haven't been to a boot camp if you have any realization about the opportunity you have at a boot camp I assure you there's nothing that would stop you from coming absolutely that's the way I look at it I've looked forward to five days from now since the moment I left the first time yeah <laughs> exactly you know I think that one thing that well thank you Corey for sharing that I don't know when the right time for you to come to boot camp is. Right. He, he, and there's a lot of truth to that. It's um, for me. Uh, God had to kind of put me in a spot. Um, uh, it was Jim actually who first invited me to a boot camp, and um, 
I still remember my first boot camp. I went in there very, you know, this is not me, you know, uh, uh, unlike Corey, I, I, I was saved, but uh, my marriage I was in was a complete train wreck. Uh, so far down the track, uh, uh, I'll be honest, it didn't recover. But the amazing part was, and I've been part of this ministry for uh, a few years now, and uh, I'll have people come to me and ask me, you know, why do you do it? Um, for me, I will. I really enjoy watching men be set free. As men, we tend to, you know, get busy in life, and we think we're all alone, and we think we have to be within certain parameters, if you will. Um, especially if you're, you know, been a Christian for any length of time you feel like you know this is the way i have to act this is anything outside of this you know is is childish when god has basically set us up to be warriors and um nowadays i get a little nervous when it comes to um uh, a week or two before boot camp because i i know the attacks are coming and i have to identify that and uh pray through that um but I would encourage you, if you've never been to a boot camp, uh, I can't tell you how many uh, repeat offenders we have <laughs> that after they've come to their first boot camp, we see them over and over and over again. And uh, it is really quite remarkable. If you feel like you're stuck in a rut, if you feel like um, you're just going through the motions, come out, be set free. Yeah. And that would be my encouragement to anybody. You know, don't procrastinate anymore. Come out and be set free. We've got uh, two clips we're going to run together. They're the same movie, and actually they are together. But this is from the movie Bucket List. And to set it up quickly, we've got Morgan's character who has written the letter while he's in the hospital dying. So you'll hear some of that in the background. And then you hear uh, Jack... Nicholson's character after Morgan's read his letter responding to his death and responding in ways to activate that and this today has not been about death although everything has been there to point that direction but it's about avoiding it by taking action and it's about life exactly you know it is about life and and what you find here and in this movie we'll go ahead and get the clips rolling is they'd live their life procrastinating, and what brought them life was to stop. When they were dying. Right. Dear Edward, I've gone back and forth the last few days trying to decide whether or not I should even write this. In the end, I realized I would regret it if I didn't. So, here goes. I know the last time we saw each other, we weren't exactly hitting the sweetest notes. Certainly wasn't the way I wanted the trip to end. I suppose I'm responsible. And for that, I'm sorry. But in all honesty, if I had the chance, I'd do it again. Virginia said I left a stranger and came back a husband. I owe that to you. There's no way I can repay you for all you've done for me. So rather than try, 
I'm just going to ask you to do something else for me. Find the joy in your life. You once said you're not everyone. Well, that's true. You're certainly not everyone. But everyone is everyone. My pastor always says, our lives are streams flowing into the same river towards whatever heaven lies in the mist beyond the falls. Hello, sweetie. Hi. Find the joy in your life, Edward. Close your eyes and let the waters take you. Good afternoon. My name is Edward Cole. I, I don't know what most people say at these occasions because, in all honesty, I, I've tried to avoid them. simplest thing is I loved him and I miss it Carter and I saw the world together which is amazing when you think that only three months ago we were complete strangers I hope that it doesn't sound selfish of me, but the last months of his life were the best months of mine. He saved my life, and he knew it before I did. Alrighty, in this, and we are sort of short of time, but we've got this pair that didn't know each other three months ago. They met each other, they had an adventure together, we had a healed marriage, we had trusted friends, and that's what we do get out of boot camps. And it's different for each one of us, but as I said before the show, the best most trusted friends I have have come out of this experience. So don't procrastinate. Don't put it off. You got five days. Fight through the warfare. Quit procrastinating. Go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Register now. God's got an amazing stream of joy waiting there for you. And we're there. We can't wait to see you.